We are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, July 26th, and my streak of just barely getting to see the date on my phone before we start the podcast keeps going. I, I've told you about this, right? Sometimes when I'm charging yeah. it, it'll like... Yeah, you can't see the date, and you have a little <laughs> panic attack. I do, I do. That I, would be I, a really good way for you to have a heart attack. Like, it just is <laughs> induced by you like getting a little panic spike from not uh. knowing what the date is. Isn't the data yeah. on your computer? Like, I have the data it on is, both my but, monitors. I don't need... Yeah, we've had this exact conversation. The issue is not the date, it's the day, because I often forget what day it is, which is terrible, Ooh. but uh, it, it happens. Um, it's a luxury. Yeah. It's a luxury. How do you forget what day it is? We have a strict rec- recording schedule with these podcasts. Uh, we record every well, Wednesday. I, well, we record every Wednesday. We record every uh, Saturday or Friday. We record every Monday. It's not like we record once a week and we just record hours and hours of content every Wednesday. Well, you have like a fifty, like a fifty percent chance there of being right. Well, yeah, but I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> I gotta know. I gotta know. Um, but it is Wednesday, July twenty sixth, as we're recording this, and we do have Celtics news. Jalen Brown has officially signed the largest contract in NBA history. Um, we we talked about the obvious, uh, excuse me. We obviously talked about the extension when it dropped. When the we news did a dropped, breaking, because because <clears throat> we're committed. Of course, I'm very committed. I mean, we got to do it. But Jalen Brown yeah. officially signed the contract, pen to paper today. Did his press conference. He did it at his Juice event at MIT. Uh, I want to get the exact thing correct, just so I I don't trip they over my words here. Bridge <clears throat> event. I think that's yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to find exactly. Uh, where it is i think it was mark spears who reported on it but i'm not sure but basically he wanted to forego a traditional um press conference uh for his announcement instead doing it with his juice foundation uh, in the program um arrives with the bridge program students uh mit bridge program that said uh there was something that came out today that said he was helping a, a class when he got news that the extension went through. So like he, he, he obviously, said, yeah. w- yes, so he wanted to uh, get it done here. <clears throat> Another thing from Mark Spears, there is a interesting tidbit or whatever you want to call it in yes. Jalen's contract that every July 1st, July 1st of every year, he will make $7,777,777 to honor his number seven and his foundation juice, which obviously is spelled Sounds like seven, you're ordering 55 uh, burgers, 55 yeah. fries. <laughs> is that what you were laughing at when I was saying it out loud? Yeah. <laughs> but, and like the sheer concentration that you, you were going with. I know. Like, I had to read it. <laughs> $777,777. Okay, yeah, there mm. you go. I had to get it out. I had to find it, but it had a nice uh, pace yeah. to it. It was pretty impressive. Thank you. you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. But uh, he had John Carlos at his press conference too. Obviously, legendary track and field athlete. Uh, it was a very cool event that I wasn't able to be at, but uh, the media was there. They asked him questions. It was basically a press conference uh, for his new extension, and, and there are some quotes from it. Um, he talked about what it meant to receive the contract saying, I appreciate the investment and commitment from the Celtics and the rest of the community. Uh, that commitment will, f- that commi- commitment will be felt and returned for me in Boston on and off the court. Hopefully soon around the world, you guys being here for today for me, especially you guys represent the next generation talking to the bridge campers. Everything I do is to try to make the world a better place. So thank you for being in attendance. Thank you for being here. And thank you for sharing this moment with me. We got to, 
a lot of work to do. So let's get started. Um, it was a good moment. I, I mean, it's very clear he wants to give back to the city too. Also mentioned he wants Which to launch. Thing. Exactly. Also mentioned he wants to launch a project to bring Black Wall Street to Boston, attack the wealth disparity. Like you can tell th this paired with the the stuff he did in Dorchester at the opening of the court. Like you can tell that he's very invested in making Boston a better place that he wants to help the community, which is something all Bostonians and, and Celtics fans should want from their athletes. And like, you know what the best part about that is, is in the past, there has been doubt cast on Jalen's will or, or desire to be with the Celtics because mm -hmm. of the issues that he sees in the city. Yeah. And instead of being a person that runs from it or, tries to just you know say okay i don't like this place i'm leaving he's mm -hmm. trying to improve it which is great that takes a special kind of person to be honest 100 percent. it's a very strong-willed thing he's doing it's phenomenal and i mean i think cam about to retweeted this earlier today too like last year tatum and brown held a a ceremony or something to, to honor they opened Clark a gym. when he passed away yeah or they dedicated a gym. gym something along those lines with with jason tatum and jalen brown with his juice foundation like Marcus Smart's done it with the past, obviously, with his Young Game Changers Foundation. Like the Celtics have been very fortunate to have a string of athletes who are willing and, and capable, and and they they want to make the city a better place. Which is like, obviously, like you could go to any team and find people like that are trying to do better. They have charities. I know Drew Holiday has one in Milwaukee, which Marcus Smart donated hospital, to, and stuff yes. like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, you can find us in places, but Boston specifically having these guys who are so willing to invest in the community and attempt to make it better. Like you said, like, I think that's a big reason why people should be very excited to have Jalen Brown back in Boston for five years. And I tweeted that out. And I, I, I truly think this, <laughs> excuse me, the city is lucky to have somebody like him who is willing to invest in it. Well, he's not as good as Rudy Gobert. So you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, that was <laughs> cardiac. That's arrest. still nuts. That's still nuts. That's still nuts. Um, <laughs> Jalen Brown also talked about the Marcus smart trade. Uh, Basically was asked about him leaving, said, I learned so much from Marcus. We butted heads at times. We fought. We did it all. Put each other in headlocks. This journey won't feel the same without him, but it's a part of life. Uh, and what you do moving forward with Marcus gone. He also talked about the defense saying with Marcus gone, we don't want to put our defensive identity to go out the door as well. Talking about how he wants to improve uh, or keep up or, or improve the defense. Uh, something that this is a very in the season emotional ended. moment for those of us watching it from our computer, maybe at our desk at work, maybe at home, maybe on our phone, wherever. You know, wherever you might have watched it today, uh, it could have been very emotional because uh, it sucks that Marcus Smart's not on the team anymore. Mm -hmm. They better win. They, they yeah, better right. win the title. They better win. Mm -hmm. I like that he acknowledged we fought. We did it all. Because like you think about it, you all, all you remember is, oh, yeah, weren't they screaming at each other in the bubble? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, but they did the really cool dance too. Mm -hmm. a couple times. Mm -hmm. They did some cool dances. This Almost is true. Like Brown. Jalen yeah. Brown held up Marcus's left hand in the first round. He yeah, that's they did. I was there. Plenty of moments. You'll love to see it. Might be the best game um, we've ever been to. That defense thing, I think, is important, too, because obviously we've talked about the the defensive, the impact on the defense that losing Marcus is going to have, hearing Jalen talk about that. Uh, and, and with the way him and Brogdon in particular spoke at the end of the last season about how, like, we didn't emphasize defense as much. You heard Grant talk about it, too, since he's left the Celtics. And, and I feel like they do need to find that sort of let's get back on track on the defensive end. And most people say, okay, well you just traded two of your better defenders this summer. What are we doing? So hearing Jalen like invest in that, like, okay, let's hope he, let's hope he and the rest of the team well, pick it up. 
Jalen also had some nice words about Porzingis saying, and that was the first thing he pointed at when he was asked about the addition of Porzingis, because first he went into detail about Marcus, and then the reporters circled back and asked him about, you know, what does Porzingis bring to this team? How does that help you and Jason? And he says, well, bringing in his defense is going to make things a lot better for us on that end of the floor. I don't have the exact quote, but he was very excited about Porzingis' ability to defend. It's something we've brought up on the pod many times. His ability to be the drop man in the pick and roll coverage is going to help them very much. It's going to be great to see guys not getting picked out, targeted on defense, and hopefully just a more stable, reliable defense throughout. Because last year was up and down. They finished, what, second in the league in defense, but in the playoffs they couldn't defend anybody? Yeah, it was rough in the playoffs. It was definitely rough in the playoffs, but yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like Jalen is kind of saying what every Celtics fan, or at least most Celtics fans are thinking, like, it sucks Marcus is gone, but obviously Porzingis is going to be great. Basically what Brad said when the trade went through. Um, But you still question, like, how, who's going to replace that in the locker room, right? Like, and people will have to step up. I said this when the trade went through it, right? Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum of all people are going to have to step up in the locker room as leaders, because as much as, as much as we've seen them grow as leaders throughout time, obviously they've gone from second and third best players to the one and two very clearly on these Celtics teams. But now you need to see them take that next step into the more vocal roles. Cause as much as they probably wore that the past few seasons, you had smart there. Obviously you had Al there and you still will have him there, but I, I feel like next year's the year where you see, need to see them okay, you are the on-court and off-court full leaders of this team, no matter what. Let's see what you can do. It's going to be the best when it's actually Rob. Stop. Who doesn't like what he says two words? <laughs> no, I agree. It's time for those two to come into their own as adults. Jim Brown's mm-hmm. 26. Tatum's 25. They're old enough to lead. They've had enough NBA experience to lead. They've had more success in the NBA than probably 85% of players ever. They've been Mm -hmm. to five conference finals, one finals. I mean, they've got it. They've been there. They have the respect of these guys. They're both multi-time all-stars. They both made all NBA. They should be able to hold some weight in terms of what they have to say, actually meaning something to guys on this team. And there are younger guys on the team still. They just signed Delano Banton. Uh, O'Shea Brissett's younger than them. I guess Pritchard's technically younger than them, even though he's kind of the same same age, Jordan Walsh. Uh, they've got some guys that they can help out. And then they still have Horford. Porzingis interested to see how he fits in that wrinkle, too. Agree. No, I agree. Sorry. I thought you had a more thought. You, you yeah. your, your thought ended, and I thought you had something else to say. Yep. Uh, but, no, yeah, I, I mean. with symbols in my head. <laughs> uh, nice to hear Jalen talk about Smart. Nice to hear him talk about the city of Boston. Excited to have him for five more years. And the people saying it was a bad contract. Good for you. I mean, it very well could be. It's just the situation is they should have paid him. Mm -hmm. They have this guy. He's an all NBA level player. He's a multi-time all-star. He's a key piece of their success. Again, since Jalen Brown has come to the league, the Celtics have made five conference finals. He's been in the league seven seasons. They've only failed to make it out of the first round of the playoffs once. Mm -hmm. He has been a large part of the team's success in the last three years, specifically making two all-star teams. They made the finals and made the Eastern Conference finals. He's been a part of that. Like, he's the second best guy on these teams. He doesn't suck. He had a terrible showing in the Eastern Conference finals. They probably would have made another finals had he been better. Mm-hmm. With all of that to the side, he's still been a driving force behind Boston being one of the better teams in the league. There's no denying that. 
There's no denying that the formula works. There are probably, I don't know, let's say 25 teams in the NBA that would kill to have the sort of success the Celtics had in the last X amount of years, even without winning a title, which here, like the two of us are like, the Sox win. And I, I still believe in it. I'm not saying what they've done is good mm-hmm. enough. But in, in young careers, again, 26, 25 years old, the two stars, not a bad start to their partnership, which the Celtics have potential to keep intact for at least another five years. There's going to be wrinkles that come into it with this new CBA vice grip that they're going to have to deal with. But for now, they have everybody they need under contract and secure. Mm-hmm. So they should be all right for at least two or three seasons. You said so five course. five Eastern Conference Finals, right? Brown made five. Tatum's made four. Brown's made five. Jalen Brown has been to more Eastern Conference Finals than the last 43 years of Philadelphia 76ers basketball. And beat has never made the, the conference finals. <laughs> uh, did you hear what I MVP. said? <laughs> They've no, been yes. to the same amount of conference finals it just, since it just 1980. Since 1980. <laughs> and this is like, not a trash Embiid well, thing. I, I like no, Embiid. not an Embiid thing. But that just puts into perspective how rare this sort of success is. It's even more crazy that they have won a title. Like, make no mistake, this is not a yeah. yay circle jerk. They're so great. No, they still need to win. But they they are very close to it. They've had a great amount of success, and he's been a major part of it. So there's no reason why the Celtics, from their point of view, should not have paid out this contract. Because yeah. what else are they going to do with this money? I saw I saw a lot of people say, "Well, he's worthy of a max, but not a super max." Like he's not going to take another pay cut. Like guys, he's he's not taking a pay cut. And people saying, "Well, Rudy Gobert took a pay cut." Yeah, because it was very yeah, Rudy clear. Rudy Gobert kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's very clear with the player you have in Jalen Brown, the player you have in Rudy Gobert. Um, I don't know. It, it is what it is. Uh, I also thought it was funny. Did you see... Think of it like this before we move on. The two of us have had debates that Jalen Brown may not want to play in the Celtics anymore because he wants to lead a team. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody anywhere has been like, yeah, Rudy Gobert could lead a team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe like yeah. the most diehard jazz fans at one point might've said like he could be like a defensive anchor and be dominant. I've but defended Rudy offense, Gobert. He's a lob threat. He's essentially I... Rob Williams. That's kind of awkward i've defended rigo barrett plenty of times on this podcast not better than jalen brown not close it's just hmm. what are we doing um you, brad stevens the whole press conference just smiling looking very he's, so yeah. he's so hyped he's so hyped you love it you love to see it i'm very happy to have jalen brown back in boston uh and i've been like i always say i've been the most critical of him uh yeah. but all, again all the this crap is your uh oppenheimer no no all, all <laughs> the crap we've seen about jalen for town over the past few days has made me realize like i mean like I, I thought i was critical of him this is this is nuts but uh moving on we have some stuff about the other celtic star uh in boston jason tatum recently went viral uh, on Twitter because he was talking. Do you know where he was? Was he talking? I think he was talking to his Jason. He Tatum was at camp, right? a Nike youth basketball camp. That is the, I think it was his artist camp. I know about. I don't know whose I'm, camp it might've been. I think it was his. his. I, I think it was JT camp because he brought out Chris Paul, Paolo Bancaro, Bradley Beal, and one other person that I can't remember right now to play at the camp. And he referenced them in the speech, basically saying like, Oh, okay. I'll read it here. I have it. Me. I don't decide shit. We're playing the Hornets tonight. I'm a chill. I only get to play in Charlotte two times a year. Somebody paid big money to come watch me play. Like, I'm not trying to be arrogant. And like, there's a bunch of kids there with my shoes and my jersey on. And it's just because we're playing Charlotte on NBA League Pass on a Monday. and ain't nobody fucking watching. I'm like, I'm not like, all right, I'm chilling tonight. Tatum 
and this was the thing all last season too. Like Jason Tatum was probably supposed to sit a lot more games than he ended up sitting. How many games did Jason Tatum play last year? Like he 70? missed only eight games. Yeah, Jason Tatum played 74 games last year. And Brad Stevens multiple times, Joe Mazzulla multiple times said like, yeah, we wanted him to sit. And he just said like, no, when the time came. And well, Paul George has talked about this type of thing. Yeah, He went on the Reddick pod and he was talking about load management because him and Kawhi Leonard get a lot of crap for it. And he explained that some of it is like the teams pushing for it. Like you said, Celtics wanted Tatum to sit and he's just kind of overruled them. But also Paul George has kind of alluded to the fact that not being after it every day, not always being out there. Yes. Well, the thought would be, oh, these guys are fresher. They're more well-rested. There's also an argument that they're more susceptible to injuries because they're just not conditioned to it anymore. So Tatum, knock on wood, has had a very healthy career so far. I think he's only missed a total of, I want to say, 49 games over six seasons. I think I did the math yesterday. His least, his fewest games played season is 64. And that was the short season. Yes. Yes, that was two years. So he still only missed 84 games in that season. He he played Mm -hmm. 66 in one of the other ones. But Tatum has been very fortunate with injuries. He's been conditioned. He's in good shape. And by the way, this Charlotte game he alludes to was 51 points. Oh, really? Very calculated move. That was the one he just lit them up and like they were blowing them out and he just kept firing up shots. I was like, stat for He was going to get 50. Since Tatum entered the league, only three players have p- played more regular season minutes than him. Ooh. Here's a quiz. Trey they, no, this is very. No. It's one is an all star and two are role players. Okay. The one all star, you know, I'll, I have to give you some clues. The one all star is two all star games in a row, plays in the Eastern Conference in the Central Division. Is it Donovan Mitchell? No. Is it Holiday? No, Chicago. Levine. Oh, that's DeRozan. right. Yeah, DeRozan. DeRozan. Oh, DeRozan. DeRozan. <laughs> uh, yeah, DeMar DeRozan. And the, you're not going to get there. Tobias Harris and Harrison Barnes, the other two, have played more minutes. Harrison however, Barnes would have actually been a guess. But, however, and they were at, by the, well, for reference, uh, DeRozan is at 14,991. Tatum's at 14,684, and he's in fourth. DeRozan first. So, like, the gap's not huge. Including the playoffs, it is Jason Tatum, and it's not close. Not not even like close to being close. Jason Tatum is first at eighteen thousand three hundred nineteen. Jokic is sixteen thousand nine hundred. He's played over fourteen hundred minutes more regular season and playoffs since he's entered the league than any other player in the NBA. That's I'm crazy. not a medical professional. I don't know anything about this, but I think it's one of those things where if you don't use it, you lose it. And Tatum is kind of just conditioned to being an Iron Man and just being out there and working hard. And let's not forget. Years and years ago, guys just played like there was no yeah. load management and they were fine. Like Paul Pierce got stabbed a bunch of times and played every single game. Also, this isn't like, oh, at least he has the offseason. He's played in the World Cup. He, he had yes. the bubble, so he didn't get a break. He, he's done like all these things in between. Like Tatum's had like one actual. This is his first actual offseason in like three years. Right. And, and I would like him Dude to get some rest. I know, but he's probably pissed. He's probably pissed, but it, it it's very refreshing to see a star who thinks this way. And I do question if we're going to see a next, like, if this next generation of players is sort of like this, like this next era. Because, like, you look at some of the stars, and maybe th- this is just because they're young, and that's, like, what we're thinking now. Because I bet people thought about this with, like, Kawhi and LeBron and, and whatever. 
but like Paolo Bancaro doesn't seem like the type. And, and he's very young, obviously, but like looking at him, looking like Tyrese Halliburton size. Tyrese Halliburton doesn't feel like he feels like a player who would have that. And he mindset. got injured, but it doesn't seem I know, like, but like he's just sitting games. Do you know what I'm saying? Like just the mindset of some of these younger players you see Luka, entering the league. Yeah, Luca Zion. Okay. <laughs> Stop. There's obviously exceptions. No, the best the is rule. when the Mavs just lost games on purpose at the end of the season. That was crazy. On Slovenia crazy. night, they trotted Luca out there for like five minutes with all these people that came from Europe to watch him well, play. But I, I see. I don't think the issue was the players because I'm pretty sure no, Luke and not. Kyrie. It's not. Luke and Kyrie came out and complained about it. They were like, well, oh, they Kyrie. wanted to play. Kyrie kind of hates playing basketball, but that's not all right. Important. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think a lot of this load management stuff is, stuff is the players. I, I think I, very. No, I I agree with you, and I think I think people are kind of overdoing it. Uh, Stan Van Gundy tweeted about it, and then that was the one where Katie was like, Stan spitting, and he was like, I have no yes. idea what you're talking about. Yes, Katie. yes, yes. <laughs> so pe- people are understanding of it. it. This this whole thing is getting out of control. Steve Kerr Agreed. cries that they need to shorten the season. It's like, no, they don't. They've played 82 forever. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think the season is actually like the perfect length. People might I disagree, really like and it. they're like, there's too many games. and it's like, Baseball's well, too long. 162 is crazy. That's yeah. nuts. What are we doing? Red Sox been good. I don't even want to watch 50 games of baseball and you're giving me 162. What are we doing? Like this is not play every team twice and call it a day. Like, play two series against each team. And then that'll be what? Three. Th- I don't even know how the math works. It's stupid. Play one series. It's baseball sucks. Uh, <laughs> we can cut it on Jason Tatum though. Nice to see that he's wanting to play. Uh, I doubt we'll By the way, see him fifth, get- fifth best MVP odds. Love that. Who's ahead? Of he would. Way? He would have an MVP know? by now if he could play for an entire season without sucking for like a month. Do you? Do you know who the people in front of him are? I want to guess. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I just saw it on Twitter while I was making L. a sheet today. L. I'd imagine Jokic <laughs> and Bead, Giannis and Luca. Uh, Luca. Probably, probably Luca. I gotta look now. <laughs> I want to see now. Uh, you got me curious. Uh, I bet I can find it. Uh, Tatum. It was for me. It's not. I'm just getting stuff from last season. I bet you're right, though. I bet it is Luca. I bet it's Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid. Right? That's got to be it. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to. I love how Embiid just kind of like they got sick of him crying that he wasn't MVP and they gave him the MVP. <laughs> is that what you equate it to? <laughs> That's what a lot of people were saying. Is like it was I mean, just like a, it was like a sympathy MVP. Like they're like, yeah, you probably could have got it one of these last two seasons, but you know. yeah, it was like, well, he could have had it one of these two, so let's just give it to him now. I have no complaints though. Embiid I'm out on the season. awards, man. I don't care for any of it anymore. I know anymore. you don't like it. I can't find the MVP thing. Whatever. I don't. Care. The be- speaking uh, of awards, the best was people were like so anxious about Jalen getting all NBA, and then he gets it, and then they're like, "Oh, we don't want to pay him." Yeah, right. Everyone was like, "He's got to get it. He deserves it." He has it, right? to get all NBA. He has to so they can extend him, and then they extend him, and they're like, "This is whoa, the worst whoa, thing whoa, I've whoa, ever whoa. seen." Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Uh, all right, no more Tatum. Uh, props to him. I doubt we'll ever see him play 82 just because the Celtics won't let him. But the fact that he's playing 70 plus is a win for the Celtics. I think he had 81 year. Rookie year he played. He was rookie year. You're right. Yep. Um, all right, next piece of news Mike Gorman. Sad news. Mike Gorman. This is, this is my Oppenheimer. Yeah, this is terrible. Mike Gorman is deciding to retire at the end of the upcoming season. Basically, Jared Weiss had this. I think you wrote an article saying that, like, Hopefully sticking around for one championship. They got to win it for Gorman. I mean, they had to win it for Bill last year. They had to win it for Tommy. And then, yeah, listen, they they aren't really good at winning when they need to win it for people. 
<laughs> Go like, guys. Havlicek was in there, and they lost to Milwaukee, and they got mm-hmm. stomped in the second round on the Havlicek year. Then Tommy passed away. They got stomped by the Nets. Uh, I mean, listen, knock on wood. They even lost on KG in that Day. situation, but <laughs> they even lost on KG Day. They lost. No, they lost when Pierce got his jersey retired. They lost when KG got his jersey retired. <laughs> They've been terrible every year. The Celtics have a Tommy night. I think this last year they finally won on Tommy night. It was like the third yeah. or fourth one. They they are terrible when it's like up to you. Like, okay, honor the guy by winning. The Celtics <laughs> are like, awful. oh no, we're not very good. Yeah, <laughs> Ratless Mike Gorman for. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, 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 wait! No, I mean, no. When we started this podcast, like, I think we said like that would be the dream guest. I would. That love was to my. Have that's Mike always Gorman been my show. dream guest. Is Mike Gorman? He's the best. He, uh, he's the best. He's got a great personality. He's seen it all. Um, he's actually like done work here in Rhode Island. I think mm. on Wikipedia it says he called URI games. Uh, but he worked at Channel Twelve here. Uh, he rules, but. He he had a sit down with Jared Weiss from the Athletic, and he said, "If I had to pin myself down, I'd say, yeah, next year will probably be my last year. If we were looking at the roster from the '90s right now, I'd be saying I'm done. But this team has a chance to win a championship, <laughs> and I'd just like to be around for that. So, again, they kind of owe it to him. That means they're not going to do it, so they don't even bother watching next season. <laughs> but it's it's going to be interesting, like." Throughout that article with Weiss, he kind of sprinkles in. He's like, I'm only really doing the games I want. He's He doesn't sound like he's going to travel this year, so you're going to get 41 games of Grandy at least. and Or, or Scal and Perk. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is bad. Scal. <laughs> There's going to be nobody to keep Scal in check now, and he's going to be like I... two for one. Do it every I, time. I have agreed with you on Scott. I feel like he's getting better. And he, Scott's a great guy. I love Scott. He's a nice person. Have you uh, actually but met I, Scott? This is a legitimate yeah. question. No, I have. I have. He's a nice guy. I haven't had like in-depth conversations with him, but I've like talked to him briefly about random stuff. He, When I told him James Harden should have made the All-Star game last year, he got mad at me. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was like one of the only interactions I've had with Scott. Um, we, I forget even what the context was. We were talking about like how – player x it was like when the all-star voting came out we're like this player this yeah. player shouldn't have made it for this no was like, a good personality something he just like on that. the broadcast makes you want to put my head in the microwave sometimes i i think you put him in the right scenario he's better i think he's good with grandy I, 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 no i i truly yeah, think he just needs the right pieces around him no <laughs> i think he's improved a lot since he started at the very yes least. that's kind of what happens <laughs> you know you have to give him credit he he does he does yeah. a ton of work in the media he's got a radio show on sirius xm like he puts in the work but he Absolutely. just has those stupid cliche things that he says that are terrible. Two Who do we talk bad. to about this? The, the Max. We talked Max. to Max. Letterman yeah, because Max guy. worked with Scal. And he was like, yeah, dude. The injuries Scal, thing. Like, Max was laughing. Throws him under the bus with the parlays. Yeah. No one loves an injury like Scal loves an injury. No, he, he gets <laughs> rock hard when someone like rolls their ankle, dude. He's like, he's like, yeah, that guy, he's never going to be able to walk again. Yeah. No, but seriously, like. I feel like a lot of our criticism or whatever disappointment or like dislike of the broadcast, just cause like the Celtics had the best broadcast in the NBA for so long. Like just, Correct. just Tommy and Mike is, is you can't following Tommy and Mike is a death sentence, right? Like Scott was never going to hit no, because yeah, he had to follow. It's a that. tough follow. Yeah. I think the biggest Brutal. problem Scal has honestly, is he tries to be Tommy sometimes and it just doesn't mm. work. It's gotta be him. And and you get the, the thing is you genuinely get flashes of like Scal being Scal and it's good, but then he, I I think you're right. I think you do see him trying to like fill in the shoes of uh, an unfillable shoe print yeah, or footprint really or whatever you call it. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Mike re Gorman retiring is, I mean, you saw it coming. Like you could see it coming from a mile away with the, the games. I mean, Grand he's been doing Grandy's last. been in the role for a long Grandy's time. Been good. Like he's a familiar voice. He's good. I mean, they better give it to him. <laughs> they better toss the rock That'd over to Grandy. If they don't give it to him. Well, do you think he'd, if I'm great, there, there's if been Randy, like little like poke around that Grandy might not want to go to the TV side of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you want to like, leave? He does asked? like fighting sometimes. He does. He, he went and did the spring training for the Mets last year. Mm -hmm. Like he's poked around other avenues of play by play. Do you, if you're Grandy, I don't listen to the radio much just because I'm always home watching the games. No. Do you yeah. like, do you say like, okay, only if you let me bring Max with me. <laughs> I actually, I don't think they like Have you thought about other. that. Really? Yeah, I don't think they like each other. Oh, I had no idea. So I, I, know. I listen to a ton of Toucher and Rich, and like they always okay. kind of because they they're on the station, so they have all the audio and stuff. Mm. And like there was one situation that I vividly remember where they were playing the Pelicans, I believe, and and there was like uh like Cajun food in the arena. Yeah, and Cedric Maxwell was not back when the show opened because he was getting food. <laughs> And Grandy like dumped on him on air, and then Cedric was pissed. Like there was this whole weird back and forth. If you're in the comments, you know what I'm talking about. Let us know. But it was like he was like, "Oh, like what are you eating there, Max?" <laughs> He's like got his mouth full. Oh my god! I wonder if it's joking though. I can't imagine you work with somebody for that long and you dislike them like vehemently. You tolerate like, them. I don't know. But I they guess. also could get on your. It, it goes one way or another. Like you work with someone enough, you just get like yeah or whatever. I understand. Yeah, we're approaching that point. Anyways, let's move. Yeah. <laughs> I just spin it off. Uh, all right. What do we got next? Yeah, so um, we have <laughs> get, 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 ready get ready to ready learn. Pod, buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> to start a rival uh, pod. We hit, how about them Celtics hits 1K? We fucking can we break up? We, we split we up get, the subscribers. We get too big. For we each do other. a subs we do a subscriber draft. I <laughs> to land. Did you get spatulas? <laughs> uh, all right. What do we got next? Uh, more Blake Griffin news. We briefly talked about Blake Griffin uh, on the last podcast, but you had something from Chris Forsberg of NBC Sports Boston, another friend of the podcast, uh, yeah. saying that uh, Chris Forsberg believes that Griffin will resign with the Celtics sometime in September or closer to the end of training camp, as he told Brian Robb on the Winning Plays podcast. When Blake signs in September, Blake uh, Blake probably wants to You're wait until after correct. training camp to sign. Yeah, it, it's a little yeah. choppy. I wasn't sure. But everything we're hearing sounds like the Celtics want to preserve roster flexibility with the 15th spot. Obviously, obviously you have a few non-guaranteed deals as well. So there's this, that, and the other thing. Um, and so they're, they're waiting to bring Blake back if they do want to bring him back. I've said it, and I'll say it again. Ultimate Vibes guy would love to have Blake him back in Boston. He's an important piece, oddly enough. It, and again, when Blake Griffin has actually gotten minutes, he's been okay. He's not perfect. He's not an everyday player. He's not a starter. But last year, there were times when he actually had to step up and fill major minutes. And the Celtics did okay in those games for a while. He had some moments, made a bunch of threes against Philly on February 8th to help the Celtics beat them. That was a game where Embiid and Harden played. And then I think Tatum was the only starter, like regular starter that played in the second half of that game. Because Jalen broke his face that day. But yeah, Blake Griffin was a major role in that game. Again, he's good for the locker room. Well, maybe you'll get to see him do a super cool dunk. Would be fun. 
What would be fun? Sorry, I had to go on Instagram. I accidentally posted our uh, reel today on my personal Instagram by accident, so I had to go oh, no. <laughs> switch it over. <clears throat> Disaster. But wow, yeah, I'd love accounts. Like I got none. Did well, I tell I'm... you that? Like when I I used to have I used to have Instagram. Yeah. And then like somebody just like took it over recently. No. Like there was one day I woke up to like five texts and they were like, "Dude, what happened to your Instagram account?" I was like, "What?" And it's just some guy. What is he has, it? Like, is the it biggest crypto? neck you'll ever see. Wait, wait, really? Can I find it if I go on Instagram right now? I'm going to send you the screenshots. All right, let just, me know. Just continue on the pod for now. <laughs> yeah, we get sidetracked. Instagram loophole. Um, yeah, but would love to have Blake Griffin back. Hopefully they can figure something out, but we'll have to see you later in training camp. Uh, and I believe this is the last Celtics thing we have for the day. Uh, actually, it's two more things. So during the Jalen Brown press conference, obviously Joe Mazzulla was there, as was Brad Stevens. But Joe Mazzulla, topic came up, starting point guard for next season. Uh, and he revealed it was going to be Derek White. Uh, Sam, are you shocked or are you just, I mean, we knew this was coming, right? Yeah, this is the biggest shock of all time. I'm surprised <laughs> we didn't lead with this because this is just massive news. How could you have ever known that Derek White would be the starting point guard this season after Marcus Smart is no longer on the team? Well, some people I think genuinely wanted to see it be Brogdon or they they thought it would be Brogdon or could be Brogdon. Derek White was arguably the third best player on the team last year. Correct? Am I am I crazy for saying that? Derek White? No. Derek White had some awesome moments in the he was very good in that Miami game seven. Like he was like the only like mm. little pulse that they had in the third quarter of that game. It was like, oh, maybe they'll come back. Obviously had the big moment in game six where he lays the ball in on the putback. There were plenty of moments where Derek White was great, but I felt like he was actually best without the ball. Like when he was just spot up, catch and shoot, quick catch, make a move to the basket, drive. Like, and I think that's a role you're going to see him continue to play. And, and they're going to have Tatum sit on the ball a lot this year. I don't know. I, I, I disagree. No... Yeah. I, and, and maybe this, this could be, you could, you could file this under disagreeing for the sake of it's a podcast. Let's, let's talk about it. But I, I really think Derek White's best games last season were when he had to help initiate the offense or create the offense. Like you look at those Hawks games, it was one of the Jays doesn't have it or someone doesn't have it. Let me step up. Let me be a guy. Uh, you look at late in the season when Derek White had that string of um, 10 assist games, it was okay. He's the guy. I, was Jalen Brown out at that point? I, th- I think Jalen Brown was, was hurt or or somebody was out and he, he just had a string of like a few, I'm trying to find it. He, he had, had a big two... game against Milwaukee when they played Milwaukee with all the fellas. He had like a yeah. 27 and nine game. Yeah. And he had three games in a row of, of 10 assists and yep. It was Marcus Smart was out. It was uh, Marcus Smart was out. It was um, the fellas game. So he, three games in a row, no Marcus Smart, no Jalen Brown. Derek White had 20 points, 10 assists. So, like, you've seen him in a role where he has to initiate the offense, and he is a good playmaker. And so I truly think the best version of Derek White could come out this year. Because another thing we talk about, Sam, Derek White, so much better as a starter than a bench player. Just just so Correct. much infinitely that, better. That is and so, wholeheartedly a fact. You can go on yes. basketball reference, look at the splits, it jumps off the page. It's crazy. Yes. And so seeing, seeing him earn that role and get that role, which, again – we all knew he was going to get the good job. Like, let's not, let's not cut, cut, cut corners here as I stumble over my words. But I, I think you could see a great, I'm not saying he's going to average 10 assists next season, but I wouldn't be shocked if Derek White averages something like, is it crazy for me to say Derek White's going to average like 14, four and six next year? Like, and I know that doesn't sound like all worldly numbers, but like, 
those would all be jumps from this year. He averaged 12, three and a half and four this year. I think he could average like 14, 15 points, four rebounds, six and a half, assists, six, six assists, good splits again. Like I, I'm very excited for Derek. White. I, I'm a fan of Derek white because obviously I wrote the whole article. That's on him, your but guy. I'm, I'm, but that I'm was so your guy beforehand. That was your guy from the start. Even when the <laughs> trade happened, you were pumped about it. So it makes I'm sense. very amped. I'm writing another Derek White article too, which is I think oh. just on this topic. I'm, Get I'm him on the pod. I'm, yeah, right. No, I'm just writing about. I'm just gonna go look at the games that we just talked about the assist games and see how he is playing. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but the other thing that came out while he was talking about Derek White, I think Bobby Manning uh, tweeted about this, and I'm gonna go find the tweet so I can relay the information here. Um, Bobby Manning, who was at the press conference for Jalen Brown, where Joe Mazzulla said all this, not a huge surprise, but Joe Mazzulla confirmed D White will start at point guard. We just talked about that. He also said the organization has talked to Malcolm Brogdon and they're taking small steps in the healing process towards integrating him back into the team after the near deal. And I wanted to spend time on this because like that's an eyebrow raiser of a quote that people aren't really talking about as much because like, well, we predicted that this might happen. Like, listen, we are, we're not like whipping out the crystal ball. This does not take a rocket science to figure (laughs) <laughs> hey, they almost traded this guy and everybody knew he was getting traded and now he's not traded and he's still on the team. This might be a little awkward. Like, wow, that's yeah. a bold prediction. But it is true. That's what Bobby's take from us or from us. That's what Bobby's take from the presser today <laughs> tells us. It's true. Yeah. And it kind of makes it suck that Smart's gone even more because not only did you lose Smart, but now Brogdon's annoyed. <laughs> yes. That's not great. Ratless As you Clippers. try and compete from a championship forever and always not going to be the best Mm-mm. yeah not at all clippers can like, rock dude <laughs> but like we're when like we said we knew someone was except but like taking small steps in the healing process towards reintegrating him back into the team is brogdon like does he want to be moved we did a whole podcast talking about how like the celtics are declining offers are they declining offers in an attempt to get brogdon to want to stay are they declining offers because they know Brogdon will eventually be okay with this? Are they declining offers because they're not getting any good value and they're just like trying to bring it back up after the trade? Because we talked about that too. We talked about how his value might be down. I disagreed with you, but like hearing all this, you can make that connection. Like maybe teams are, are lowballing the Celtics now because they know they were okay with trading him in the first place. Obviously, it's a little bit different trading him for role players than a, an all star caliber guy like Porzingis, but like. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> Reintegrating no. him into the team? <laughs> huh? I think like, it uh, I, I hope think when so. they're like, hey, you might win a championship, he'll be like, okay. But still, like, I, that, that quote just really sticks out to me. <laughs> like, taking small steps in the healing process? <laughs> well, that's true. That's a broken trust thing. I know, but, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, That's like having you... a girlfriend be like, hey, I think I want to break up. Oh, never mind. Then you're like, yeah, what? how do you, wait, how do what? You... you want to break up? Why? Why do you want to break up? And then, yeah. then every day you're like, oh, is she going to break up with me? Is she going to break how up do you... with me today? Oh, we need to talk. Why? How do you recover from it then? That's what I'm saying. It's tough. You don't, you break up. It just so... goes on for a long time. So then what's up with the Celtics declining offers in your eyes? Are, is this them rebuffing value? Is this them like trying to, to keep him? Maybe they're him putting happy? it out there. They're, they're like, hey, look at us. We're not gonna, We really don't want to trade him now. Or maybe <sighs> it's the fact that if they trade Brogdon, then they only have Derek White and Pritchard. <laughs> well, Pitt and Pritchard. But, 
But like they went from having a three-headed monster at the point guard spot to one if Brogdon is traded away. And Pritchard. <laughs> no, your prediction, does this affect the Celtics plans or like does this how how badly does this affect the Celtics moving forward or how much I should say instead of putting a negative spin on it? I think it has a really large window with how much it can affect the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance that Brogdon fits back in with all of the stuff last year coming out about how much he really enjoyed being a part of the organization stuck out to him really felt like a winning place. All of that probably isn't gone. It probably makes the, the trade scare sting more, which isn't great. Yeah. But it means that he probably can be convinced that, okay, listen, Mm -hmm. there's no real reason for them to trade him anymore. It wouldn't make a ton of sense for them to do it unless it's truly broken in, in, you know, unfixable whatever you want to call it yes but then there's also the okay if he's sour how's it going to affect his play exactly well is he gonna that be was bitter? my thing that was my thing last year he already like kind of changed the way he played and again he had an all like great season six minutes of the year whatever but like he went from a a high assist always has the ball guy to a spot up shooter who attacked when he had the opportunity and it was fine but he already changed his play that way does he is he more selfish now, even though you probably want him to be less selfish? Do you know what I'm saying? And um, th- again, this isn't, this isn't an attack on Brogdon or saying it's his fault, but like, like you said, how, like what, what now, now that he knows he could be like trade bait or whatever you want to call it. I think the most, ri- like if I'm the Celtics, here's my pitch. Yeah. You probably get honest with him. You're like, listen, yes, we try to trade you, but now we don't have room to trade you. Like, we can't afford to lose you. Maybe you don't say that because they can, like, just break your balls and, like, demand anything you want. Yeah. But, like, there is that element to it. Like, it's like when you get anxious about something and you have to, like, think you have that one thing that you just grasp onto that calms you down. It's like, dude, they can't trade Brogdon. Unless they get somebody back that's, like, equal, which they won't if they feel like they're forced to trade him, then they just can't do it. But is that they, what they're they doing right now? Him. Is that the posturing now? Is that the declining trades thing, you think? Are they just posturing and then they're like figuring something else out? I don't think they're trying to trade him anymore. It doesn't make sense. I I don't think they are trying to trade him, but is the them playing hardball and all these things like because they're actually intending on keeping him or because they know he's like, he's tied both. (laughs) Okay. Because from from a roster standpoint, it doesn't make sense to get rid of him. I I agree with you. I wholeheartedly agree with you. But okay, if so you that, Celtics... that's that's component one to this is it like first and foremost from a pure basketball in a vacuum. They roster, should not trade him. Does not make sense. hundred percent. The secondary part of that is trying to mend. Hey, listen, you should trust us again. I agree, but my thing that I'm saying is. There, I I'm not saying this is what I think is happening, but there is a chance that he is out like that he doesn't want to be on the team anymore and all this is just posturing to get uh, his value up and i, I don't again that was i don't the case, think that is a know. thing you think somebody would have put it out i i think okay. it would be out yeah yeah it would have been agent to one of these guys i mean look at dame yeah circle jerk we've got with dame. It, <laughs> this is true yeah this is true my other thing is and i don't think this is as big a deal but it was a significant story last summer when J- malcolm brogan got traded here like off rip, like immediate less than five minute reactions. Oh, Brogdon's going to start. There's no way they can bring him off the bench, right? And then, however many hours or whatever it was later, they were like coming off the bench, going to be elite six man. We talked to him. He accepted this role. I don't think Brogdon would think this way, but I don't count out that like him accepting that role is partially Marcus Smart's been here for seven years. 
Of course. Correct. Right. Fine. Derek White's been here for two years. And I, from the outside, you, there are people who believe Malcolm Brogdon's a better player. I think Derek White's a better player. Whatever. We can go back and forth. Do you think part of Brogdon's like, well, Smart's gone. Why why aren't I, why aren't I the starter? Like, why? Like, I want to start. Like, and if I'm him, like, it would make sense. I, I get it. But, like, do you think he's, like, is he going to be okay with that? Is he just going to be like, all right, sure. I think it's different if he's joining the team for the first time this year. But he just he just went through a whole season as a bench guy. Derek White was still getting starts over him in the situation where Marcus was out. Marcus I know, but went out because... with an ankle injury for a large chunk of the season. Like, there was plenty of games where Marcus was not there and Brogdon still came off the bench, essentially in the situation that is the situation now. And it wasn't a problem. I know what you're saying. Imagine Brogdon leverages that. He's like, all right, well, I'm mad at you, so you either start me or you trade me. <laughs> I, this is just not a situation I just think you shoot your way out of. It's not. I it's a great chance to compete for an NBA championship. I don't think you're, like, breaking balls over this. Maybe you hold it over him down the road or something, but mm-hmm. right now, well, like, you're still in a really good position. Thing. On paper, Porzingis makes you, like, technically more of a contender. Like, you're one of the betting odd favorites to win the nba t- the absolutely title. there's no reason absolutely. to break balls right now everybody can kind of respect the task at hand i think that's the other thing you talk about down the line like celtics are pretty okay right now in terms of contracts jalen was the big one Derek white's probably next up outside of tatum but like tatum's not going to turn down that money you have to assume so like that's okay but like when it gets down to it are you re-signing both brogdon and white like are you doing this and this isn't something you have to worry about for a little bit i'm not saying that but like can't that's a lot of money things, for two so I'll say yes because I'm not spending the money. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. But like that's another thing you consider. My my viewpoint on all of this is is are you legally allowed to bring them back? Yes. Okay, do it. <laughs> fair. You don't have to spend the money. That's fair. I would have told you to bring Grant back. I was like, bring, bring I, him back. That's money I you can't bring Grant back. You can't get anywhere else. Why not? Right. I absolutely agree with you. I agree with you. All right. That can conclude our Celtics portion of the programming. Forty-six minutes. We say this every time. We always scrounge together enough. We actually had stuff to talk about today. We had a ton of yeah, plenty stuff. Shout out Jalen. Shout out the contract. But uh, let's get into the NBA section here. Uh, And the first thing is here. I'm going to let you lead this off with with the Warriors because you put it on the show sheet. So I'll let you. I'll let you intro this. Yes. Okay. So Charles Barkley had a nice chat with the folks over at NBC Sports Bay Area, very similar to NBC Sports Boston, same sort of operation. Monte Poole is one of their senior NBA writers, is an insider with the Warriors. Talk to Chuck. Chuck says they hated Jordan Poole. They really hated Jordan Poole. That's the number one thing I said to myself. They really hated Jordan Poole. And then I replied in the show sheet, well, yeah, Draymond punched him in the fucking face and then went on the Pat (laughs) Bev pod and essentially said that he deserved it. They went a whole season where nobody really came to Jordan Poole's aid and he was continuously the scapegoat every time they had any kind of issue. The Warriors had a crazy season where they couldn't play on the road. Mm-hmm. Poole himself was very inconsistent, eventually imploded in the playoffs, was unplayable towards the end. And he really didn't have anybody sticking up for him or having his back, which isn't the most surprising thing ever when all of these guys have been playing together for 10 years. They've had a great amount of success together. I'm sure he did do something to deserve to get punched in the face. This is a little throwback. Pool on top of the the punch in the face power rankings. He probably deserved it. I'm not surprised. He's number one. He's number yeah. one. Well, 
Maybe not because he already got it, but he's still like looming. <laughs> okay. You know, like, yeah, you have to like spread the wealth a bit, but he, he's definitely like an honorable mention. Uh, he's up there. Max Struce? No, that's Struce. Tyler Hero. Really? Okay, 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 yeah. sure. Tyler Hero. Uh, oh, man. I'm making you think on the spot now. I'm just trying to, Lowry probably. Uh, mm-hmm. Flipping through. Harden? I thought Harden, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Harden's like a different kind of rat, though. He doesn't like Austin give Reeves. off like annoying, like little shit vibes. He just gives <laughs> off like I'm a spoiled brat vibes, which are kind of similar, but. Are you Austin I just Reeves? Think they should send him to Siberia. In or out on Austin Reeves? Reeves is whatever. Don't care. Okay. I don't I don't have like really any beef with him just yet. Mm-hmm. It could happen. Fair. Who else? Totally fair. I, I don't know. That's what I was asking you. You are the uh <laughs> I put you on the spot and you're uh, I feel you're like one of those guys on the Rockets you. should get it. Jalen Green, that's Jalen Green or uh or Kevin Porter Jr. Sure, sure. Kevin Porter Jr., by the way, is He's got to be out soon, right? Maybe. I've heard about this today for fan sided the Rockets page. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kevin Porter Jr. is like the top guy that they're going to be moving on from. I He's would, on an extension assume. now. They just drafted a point guard. They brought in Van Vliet. Like they have Jalen Green, who I also think they could move on from if they really want to and like try and land uh, a bigger piece. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I truly don't think Kevin Porter has much of a future there. I know what you're saying. And it makes sense. I got you. But yeah, no. Paul also might be on the punch in the face power rankings, actually. Fair. Rondo. Rondo said yes, correct. Yeah. He is. He's right on the rankings. Uh, yeah, Barkley saying that. They hated Jordan Poole. What a quote. That's a, that's truly phenomenal. That's just <laughs> his take, though. He has no like insight to that. But like, again, yeah, Draymond punched him in the face and went on, went on a national podcast and doubled down and said he deserved it. <laughs> yes. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Wizards Warriors game one is going to hit. <clears throat> That's going to absolutely hit. Um, yeah, it's going right, to be that- really cool. Like, Poole be being like a fake tough guy, like trying to jaw Draymond. And then, like, people be like, well, yeah, like he knocked you out. Like, what are you going to do to him? <laughs> I, uh, I truly have no doubt in my mind that Poole was doing some rat shit. And I believe Draymond you. just 100%. In place. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Next thing. Another thing you put on here. The yeah. Pelicans came out with new jerseys. Now, when you put this Have on you your, I thought you that? meant like, I, th- I just looked them up. I thought you meant like new new jerseys, but they're just their oh, city edition. No, no, these are like their okay. stupid alternates that Nike's going to shove down people's throats for us. Let's season. take a look here. It is Crescent City. Correct. And you're not a fa- you're not a fan. The, these look like G League jerseys. <laughs> tell me, tell me not. Uh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't actually this is hate them. G League stuff. I don't hate them. I hate to say it to New Orleans, but that's like borderline a G League market. So it, it's almost <laughs> like it's almost like it is a G League team. Did you see it from this tweet, <laughs> or did this? I saw it on Bleacher Report. This G League tweet. What is this? I, hold on, I need to pull it up full screen. I can't read. Someone, it. someone said this is a G League jersey on Twitter. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Oh yeah, well then you're thinking the same. It's no, <laughs> I don't steal jokes. Come on. I wasn't sure. And if I, I do, I give credit. Fair. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Those jerseys are terrible. Yeah. Because they already have jerseys that look like that. But yeah. they're just like not surrounding the number with the, the text. Like, look at this. And they have Alvarado model the jersey. Look, look, look. It's right there. It's on the yeah. screen. The red jersey. <laughs> they are the same. 
Yeah, there's no creativity here. I see what you're saying. They're, yeah, they're bad. Uh, I, I, you've conformed me. They're terrible. And, and all you're, the people right. on Twitter, I saw like a tweet where like they they brought up all these great New Orleans jerseys that they've been in the past. Mm-hmm. And they there's so ones. many fun things you could do they've with New Orleans that like Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. the Mardi Gras colors rule. Question. Like, just do that mm-hmm. every year. Windy fingers. If they put gumbo on a shirt, would Zion play? <laughs> no. <laughs> He'd just be staring at the jersey. <laughs> would he eat the shirt? Yeah, he'd eat the jersey. <laughs> he'd do Steph. He's like, everyone thinks, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's channeling Steph Curry. He's just trying to eat the yeah, shirt. Yeah, he's just trying. He's like, oh, man. Like, like, <laughs> you know, like when you wring a shirt out, like he's hoping it's gumbo. <laughs> he's like, so uh, do I sweat gumbo if I, uh, if I yeah. wear this one? Do I? <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, Zion. <laughs> Anyways, uh, next thing we have, Bradley Beal uh, talked about the Suns trade today. I th- was it a Suns presser? I'm not, I was not aware of this, but uh, they're asking him like about the trade. And he goes, I was like, are they trading book? (laughs) Like, there's no way this is happening. This can't be all right. This isn't right. Hold on. (laughs) We take it apart. Do you really think the Phoenix Suns are going to give up Devin Booker for him? (laughs) I think, I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if he was confused because he's like, like realistically, that's a crazy value trade for Bradley Beal. Like, like, no, it is. They They got him for free. Take the contract away. Like Bradley Beal is a phenomenal player, so I understand it. But like, I was like, why are they trading Book? And like, he genuinely thought they were trading Devin Booker. Uh, and then he goes, but fast forward, he's here, I'm here, Kevin's here, and Da uh, is here. It's surreal and crazy to think about how the deal even came to fruition, but it's done. I'm in an awesome situation where I can compete every single night for a chance to win. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, good for Bradley Beal. Just the quote of why are they trading book? That's an all timer. That's 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 phenomenal. I mean, don't get me wrong. Bradley Beal, top 10 shooting guard in the NBA, maybe top five book is like the best shooting guard in the league or one yeah. of them. Like, what are we doing, Brad? Oh, I just I just think that was an all time quote. Well, that's Speaking, how you get to the NBA, though. You have that kind of mindset that you're just as good as everybody. Good for him. I mean, him, these speak- guys, their whole career, they've been the best guy on the floor, except for probably the last X amount of years when they've been in the league. Yeah. Yes, definitely. But speaking Being of all-time quotes, it's been a long Sam. time that he's been in the league, so he should be used to it by now. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Yes. Uh, speaking of all-time quotes, uh, our man Dylan Brooks, um, we have new updates on the Dylan Brooks Grizzly drama. And I thought, mm. I don't know if you've seen this, and I hope you haven't. So no, I, can be the first I have one. not. This is so going to be re- a genuine... Let me read through this, and Sam can give his reactions to those of you on YouTube, which go on over to YouTube, subscribe to Help Them Celtics. Uh, join a 1,000 plus. Still crazy. But yeah, this comes, HBTC. <laughs> this comes from Tim McMahon of ESPN. He was on the Low Post podcast with Zach Lowe. I think the reasons that the Grizzlies were ready to move on from him are misunderstood. Uh, talking about Brooks, he said, the nonsense was kind of a point where it cult culturally it was time there was no primary reason the primary reason the grizzlies were trying to replace dylan brooks for a full two years repeatedly going after players who would have replaced him in the trade market and he probably wouldn't have been sent out was because of the shot selection dylan did not want to be a fourth or a fifth offensive weapon (laughs) this is like another one of those yeah this is how nba players think because Mm -hmm. this is how they got there by being one of the best guys on the floor every single day yeah yeah. So this you is... have to have that mental mentality and you have to imagine all all of these guys are good. Like if oh, you yeah, saw them no. in an open gym, oh, they would be making almost ass. every single shot. Absolutely. Like I think about this from time to time. If you're playing basketball and you're like, I don't know if I should shoot this, like they don't have that. If if there's nobody in front of them, they should be shooting the ball. Mm-hmm. It's facts. 
there's very few guys, maybe Ben Simmons doesn't want to shoot the ball. But besides that, you don't really get that in the NBA. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But and then this is a bit different than that because he wants to be a primary focus of the offense, which I don't know how you know. Well, maybe that. maybe he gets that chance in Houston. <laughs> he could, mine as well. Houston, Houston was one of my favorite teams coming into the off season because I thought there was so many fun things they could do, and then uh, they blew sixty million dollars a season on Fred VanVleet <laughs> and Dylan Brooks, and another twenty mil on Jock Lawndale and Jeff Green. <laughs> but isn't there some penalty if teams don't spend like their full, you know, a minimum amount of money? If you don't spend the minimum, there's a use it or lose it, or there's like whatever, like you'll get penalized. That's yeah. what happened. Remember Miles Turner last year? <clears throat> the Pacers no. signed him to like the Pacers signed Miles Turner to like a two year, uh, sixty million dollar deal oh. last year, whatever. But he got paid like they just added seventeen million to his salary last year. Right Fire. or whatever, because they had cap space they needed to use, and then they just extended him for two years with like twenty mil each season. You know what I'm saying? So there was something where he just got uh, it was front loaded extra for yeah. that season, and then well, no wonder they used, but <laughs> right, uh, just and then this was combined in the Bleacher Report article I pulled this from. This was combined with a a point from Shams of the Athletic, Shams Charania. Brooks' first round series against the Los Angeles Lakers was considered to be a breaking point. <laughs> uh, in the span of the Grizzlies' series loss in six games, he called LeBron James, the Lakers' best player and a four-time champ, old, tired, and suggested he was not as good as he used to be. Brooks punched James in the groin area in game three, earning <laughs> ejection. He missed the defensive word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he missed a defensive assignment to help on James on the game tying basket in game four. And then he gave up a critical basket to James in overtime of that loss. Brooks also chose not to speak to the media after three of the losses in the series, resulting in a 25 K fine by the NBA. So like, I mean, that really outlines it. And do you know what's even crazier? Like as much as the Lakers were a good team and some people picked them, like the Grizzlies should have won that series. The Grizzlies were, well, have been a good team. <clears throat> I know, but like, I still, it means you know, like their best player got hurt, but they've been good without Ja. They have, yeah, been. they've been good without Ja, but not in a playoff setting. I guess the playoffs know. are different. Like there, there's game planning. I, 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 I forgot about the injury. I forgot about manipulation the right. of the defense where you can just force. I, I don't know Dylan Brooks to have to take a bunch of shots. Like there are things you can do in a playoff series to well, just exploit the absence of a star player. If he wants to be that part of the offense, then you know. We'll get game seven for the Celtics against Miami. Tatum hurts himself, and that, that was it. This is true. This is true. All right, we can uh, we can move on to the rat list. We, we the Celtics are we deep, and it's this still is true. Happens. So is Matt. This is true. All right, let's get the rat list going. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. Bring out Matt the Rat. Would you like to kick us off today, Sam? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Rat list. My job. Here's one. Oh no. So no, <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, okay. <laughs> today we we have returned to the office for the first time in months. Because they were doing yes. construction, so they had like a welcome back lunch, <clears throat> and they brought in as much food as they could to try and like make us all fat. Mm-hmm. They had like a dozen full size pizzas, a bunch of gigantic crumble cookies, and I have no self control, so I was just going in, enjoying all of it, mm-hmm. and I'm just disappointed in myself today. It rivals the performance I put on in the pregame stream that day when I ate all the donuts. I remember that. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm in this far. I might as well just keep eating. 
I will I will counter your ratless with a rat list of you because I I don't have the same desire to eat healthy as Sam does. So whenever he comes on here and says, Oh yeah, I ate like shit today, I had like some pizza, I'm just sitting here like, all right, well, just go fuck myself. Dude, I don't eat pizza anymore. I really don't. <laughs> Yeah, this is because I just I'm don't saying. like the because like I don't know. I'm not gonna get into and it. This isn't even a podcast people. thing. Like Sam and I will just like talk whatever. Yeah. And he'll just be like, "Oh, I like shit today," and I'm like, "Sam, I ate that in like two hours, like every day." Why well, I used to do that stuff all the time. <laughs> I know. Back in my prime, they would get they would get Frank Pepe's pizza at the news station, and I would slam back ten pieces of a Frank <laughs> Pepe's pizza. When I was at home during COVID, I was slamming back a full Frank Pepe's pizza, like a medium wow. to large Frank Pepe's. Those are big pizzas. Frank Pepe's good. Never had, never heard. I don't even know what Frank Pepe's is. I, I assume it's a uh, local, local joint Frank Pepe's. Where we got today. Or Frank, Frank Pepe's. Pepe's. Frank, Frank Pepe's. Pepe's is a chain, but it's like originally in New Haven. And they're, <laughs> okay. they're people will know in the comments. Like, if you know I've Frank never Pepe's, had, say you know Frank is Pepe's. it good? It's fire. It's great pizza. Okay. Need to have. Need to uh, have. have you had Town Spa? Town no. Spa fire. I know, it's I know like one of your you. friends. I know. Well, so Frank Pepe's is near you. What are you what are we talking about? Frank here? Pepe's yeah. is a chain. I, I can't. I, there is no Frank Pepe's near me. I, I'll okay. tell you. Let's see. Frank well, Pepe's, Frank Pepe's near Pepe's me. at Mohegan. I think there's one at Foxwoods. I think I know there's one near me. There's there's sprinkle all over the place. Uh, I guess there is one close. There's one in Brookline, yeah. but there's none like local yeah. enough where I knew it existed. Okay. All right, buddy. Calm down there. <laughs> uh, but I used to slam back pints of Ben and Jerry's like multiple times a week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. You they just, had like, those just... um, the mini pints of Ben and Jerry's. You know what I'm talking about? Oh no no you you got to do the full pint. No, I well yes if that was the option. But they had those in my uh, they called it the C store. <laughs> Excuse me, it was just like the convenience store in my dorm in college. And so oh, I just, no, I just walked down the stairs, grab one, and go back. <laughs> You know, they really don't set you up for success in college, now, do they? <laughs> My girlfriend no. was telling me, because she lived on campus when she was in school, and I never lived I never lived in a dorm. I, I like went to community college for two years. It ruled. It was yeah. free. And then I went to URI for uh, a semester, and I took the bus every day because I didn't want to pay for parking. And then yeah. COVID came along, and I went on spring break and never went back to school. Uh, but anyways she's like saying like they have like this buffet and you have like a waffle buffet you could put like chocolate syrup on it and like like they really just try and like make you feel like fat or, or get fat well like, not worcester good. state worcester state did help it out a little bit because their uh their cafeteria was hot garbage it was horrendous there was like there was a whole instagram page called like the pod which is what they called like the cafeteria that's called the pod mm. and it's just like John, John listens. If John Smyers is listening to this, shout out, uh, long time listener. I know, maybe you're not listening to this, but he goes to WSU. Um, the pod is terrible. They had a whole video. There's like, so they found some with bugs. They found some. It's that it's not good. But the C store. Go ahead. Sorry, I'll finish two things. C store was fire because not only do they have the snacks, they had like a little oven so they can make you grilled cheese, like chicken parm sub. Very good. I wasn't a big fan i am very picky like i didn't like pizza when i was a kid because the one pizza place we got it from was like i didn't like the marinara sauce or some shit so i would just get chicken parm with like ch chicken and cheese i would just say no marinara sauce <clears throat> but it was fire and then they had a place called it was just like the cafe like a uh student center right they had like a cafe in there where they made stuff the chicken sandwiches were so good mm. i went there so often every day because i was a fucking loser and i did nothing <laughs> outside of I went to class, I got my food, I went back to my dorm, and then I went to work. And that was my day uh, for most of my junior year, just because, like, I, I was just working. And my work was, like, I did the uh, 
the scorebook at basketball games. So like it was fun. It was fun. But chicken sandwich might be the greatest food of all time. It, it's up there and yeah. it had like lettuce, tomato, whole thing. I got that. I got a brisk lemonade or something was whatever, but I went there mm-hmm. so often that I was friends with the guy who made the chicken sandwiches. <laughs> like he learned my name. He knew it. I'd walk up. He That's goes, how I am at the coffee today. shop. Yep. So they don't yep. know my name. They just know my order. <laughs> yeah. He'd walk up. He'd see me. He's like chicken sandwich today. I'm like, yes, sir. And eventually I just introduced myself. And I actually, I think I told him, he was like, so what do you do? I'm like, I actually have a podcast. So maybe he's listening to this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Just man. thinking back to like tremendous food feats that I used to like do regularly. Mm-hmm. When I was working at the nursing home, it was the best because I was in the kitchen. So we would have like, like just like the racks of dessert or, mm-hmm. you know, all the snacks stocked up in the room. Oh, the Red Sox went again. Uh, all the st- snacks stocked up like in the back room or whatever. So back in my prime, when they made cookies, I would take 10 chocolate chip cookies. I put the chocolate chip cookies in a cereal bowl and then I would fill it with milk and eat it like cereal. I would do ice cream sundaes where I'd take four like hood cups of ice cream, Mm -hmm. put it in a bowl. I would put graham crackers, marshmallows, chocolate chips. I would warm up hot fudge. Like I was, I was a freak when I was at the nursing home with what I was eating. It sounds, and I was like running half as much as I run now. And I was like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> it sounds phenomenal. My go-to uh, glutton order that I order a lot now: the ultimate smokehouse combo at Chili's, dude. It's, it's we it's, talked it's, about this before. I know we did. The, it's so the good. Smoky Bones, like they have like the most <laughs> diesel thing. I've never ordered it, but I've seen it on the menu when I go to Smoky Bones. They have like this thing and it's like, yeah, it serves four. And I'm like in my head, I'm like, I could eat that. Yeah, no, a Smokehouse Combo, it comes with, I get mine, I get bacon cheese, like the Texas fries. Phenomenal. I get I get Mexican street corn, which is like corn with like a bunch of shit on it. Mm. Very good. I get half rack of ribs it comes with, and you get three entrees and two sides with this. Keep in mind. It yeah, is it's smaller. It's a haul. I get the half rack of ribs. I get some sort of quesadilla, either the briskets or the chicken bacon. And then it comes with chicken crispers, which is like honey chipotle, and you get ranch. Chicken fingers. Yeah. I, well, but there it's like honey chipotle sauce and like ranch. Mm. Ugh, I house that shit, dude. So oh, so good. I'm such a piece of shit. I, I feel my, like a piece of shit when I eat that. Back in my prime, I would go and play 2K with my boy Greg until like two in the morning. Shout out Greg. And, I played Greg, I played with y'all. And then Greg would be like, you, you want to go get McDonald's? Oh. So we'd go get McDonald's and I would get a quarter pounder, a double quarter mm-hmm. pounder. I would get a large fry. I would get a 20 piece nugget. That would yeah. be my 2 a.m. McDonald's. And like, I don't like smoke or anything. Like literally that was like, I didn't have like munchies. <laughs> I, was just, I was like, I'm down, dude. Like I'll just eat. <laughs> Uh, hot take wendy's better than mcdonald's wendy's chicken sandwich slaps so does mcdonald's wendy's mcdonald's fine. has an mcdonald's is good they, it is they're, good. they're are you talking crispy. about okay i wasn't sure if you're talking the, like about the, the new chicken one yeah i good hot take the mcdonald's mccrispy is second to the chick-fil-a sandwich chick-fil-a is is hot yeah, chick-fil-a is it's up popeyes okay. chicken sandwich i don't care very for good. as much it's fine. i enjoy i enjoy kfc in the toilet though kfc's is terrible i'm sorry kfc washed, dude it, near me they have the kfc in the worst possible like place it's like right next to a mm-hmm. light that's well, always busy the, the issue with kfc and i like the kfc popcorn chicken if i'm going to a kfc i'm just gonna get fucking taco bell because it's better and they're attached it's the same thing they're not always attached the one near me is Usually. not attached okay most are attached but anyway sorry and there's multiple taco bells near me that are not attached mm-hmm. okay right. ratless you 
Uh, you didn't edit me saying I recorded a podcast at work out of the last episode. <laughs> yes. Can I leave? Am I allowed to leave this one in the show? Yeah, you Is this leave it in. Okay. Yeah, that's on me. That's on me. Well, I, uh, sne- behind then the I texted curtain, you about you, it, and then you were still unaware for 12 well, hours. You, sent, you sent me a bunch of texts. I didn't see the first one. Uh, behind you don't the read curtains. all the texts? No. <laughs> Apparently. Clearly not. Yeah. Um, behind the curtain, the reason I didn't edit out because Sam gave me like three other things. Yeah, that I had to we <laughs> honestly, if Jack didn't edit the pod yesterday, it would have been fire. Like, oh my J- god, Jack wouldn't have been able to sleep like worrying about it. But <laughs> there were some fire topics on there uh, that you whatever. Uh disaster. Uh Ratless the dentist. I do the dentist today. Oh. Good one. Good rat list. Like, I know three people that went to the dentist today. You went to the dentist. My dad went to the dentist. And my girlfriend went to the dentist. Yeah. That's crazy. You guys all had a dentist that is... on the same day. <laughs> what time? What time? <laughs> my dad went in the morning. She went in the afternoon. I went 245. Yeah, you were about the same time as she was. Mm-hmm. But it's, did they find anything? You healthy? Did they tell you to floss? Two. Do they say you have two. gingivitis? I have to get two fillings. Oh, they're small, no. small fillings, Fuck. just like the white, not like silver, just the white ones. But I'm pissed. I've never had a cavity. This is the first time I've ever had wow. to get fillings. I'm so, so mad. And I floss too. Like you see me. Yeah. <laughs> nobody off, off screws around with these like little floss things more than Jack. It's like, it's I don't tech. have it. <laughs> I don't have it on, on camera because like, it's gross, but like yeah. I have these and you'd think, Oh, you got a bag of those. No, I have bags on bags on bags of these because yeah. I ordered, I ordered three of them off Amazon, not realizing that each singular quantity they sell is a pack of three. So I had nine of these show up to my door and I, I just pick on them. And so these are all over my desk. Um, yeah. But the reason is cause I have like, when I, I chew on straws and shit, I was chewing on one before we started recording today. And I, I would be like, I'd be that guy who always chewed on his like sweatshirt strings and stuff. And so I trying yeah. to kick that habit. I just have these now, like dental floss. So you'd think after using these, my teeth would improve. Nope. First cavity ever. Ratless. Yeah, dude, the worst is when like they try and tell you you have the made up thing, gingivitis, which I'm pretty sure they just like say like, I always say like being a dental hygienist would be the best job on the planet because you could just like have a terrible morning and then just go to work and take your day out on the patient and be like, yeah, biggest, sure, uh, you don't flosh. Biggest gaslighters. Gas yeah, they they like stab you and they're like, you're bleeding. You know why you're bleeding is because you don't take care of yourself now because I yeah the lady today she was very nice no complaints but she goes yeah there's a little bleeding and I really want to say hey, it's almost like you're stabbing me in the mouth I wonder why <laughs> yeah. I'm bleeding like if I stab Jack in the stomach and he starts bleeding I'm not like oh Jack you should probably do more crunches <laughs> I'm like what are we doing she's like yeah I'm gonna do a water pick and she's she's taking it she's like jabbing it up my I'm like please I'm like fighting back tears I wore my Crocs too and this this lady was like Did you get blood on them no but like these are the crocs i wear for those mm. so they're like there's a lot and yeah. i go and she goes you got a little fashion down there right i'm like yep i've got crocs don't worry and but she she's because she it wasn't like somebody our age or whatever like it was somebody who clearly she was like i have a couple pairs i have the one with the uh the the lining in the middle for the winter and i was like hell yeah you got a red diesel crocs <laughs> yeah, i have those too but Oh man, yeah, Ratless the dentist. Re- dentist is terrible. It wasn't as bad as I thought today. I was pissed to have to get fillings though. <clears throat> Just awful. Also, another Ratless thing about the dentist. Halloween. Another Ratless thing about the dentist. 
they're like, so you want to schedule your appointment? I have something in January. I'm like, I don't fucking know what I'm going to be doing in January, <laughs> but sure. Yeah. You actually like schedule the appointment and then they text you like a week before and you're like, fuck. Yeah. And, and the worst part is if you go to reschedule, they're like, mm, can't squeeze you in for four more months. What are you doing? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Well, the best is the doctor. Like yeah. if you go to the doctor I, I, well, you know, like I've been injured like on and off like yeah. this whole year. Like I've gotten better. Like I feel fine now. But there was a time like I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on with me. And I called them and I was like, hey, can I like schedule an appointment? Like my leg hurts. <laughs> They're like, we can see you in two weeks. I'm like, two weeks? My leg hurts now. Yeah. Like my leg hurts now, buddy. Like, yeah, I can rest for two weeks and probably make it feel better, but I don't want to. <laughs> uh, I mean, hand up my bad. I don't know if we talked about this in here. I haven't been to the doctor in so long. It's so bad. Dude, I went for the first time since COVID because I really? hurt myself. Yeah, that was the really? first time I'd been. I don't even have a primary care physician right now. Because, <laughs> like, the last time I went was pre-COVID when it was my uh, my pediatrician. And oh, I'm, not yeah. going back, I'm not going back to see that dude now, right? Like, so I just don't have a doctor. I haven't been since. Yeah, who needs what? him? Tw- what is that? Like 20... 2019, 2019 probably. Yeah. yeah. Almost 5.44. <laughs> Yeah, so I've bad. never met Jack. I I didn't know Jack when he was going to the doctor. I've only known doctorless Jack. This is true. This is true. this is true. Last time I went to the doctors, I was exactly six feet tall, and that was a big milestone for me. Because if you, you know me, know, you want to know what an anti rat list is? Is uh, yeah, LinkedIn, and not specifically <laughs> I LinkedIn. I d- okay, but the the stupid. I've talked about this before. The stupid generic responses that LinkedIn offers you when you like see somebody's post. My buddy, he had like a um like one year work anniversary. One of the things was time flies, and he replies to me, it certainly does. Like things that nobody says to these are things you say to people that you actually like have nothing to say to that you don't know very well. Uh huh. Uh, I mean, the worst part about LinkedIn is I just wanted to update my profile, but every time you update your profile, post something for you, it's like, hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing. Hold up, I gotta share my favorite LinkedIn story. Excuse me. Also, yeah, my dad. I have two messages from my dad on LinkedIn. Congrats on the new role. Congrats on your new job. And they're both like obviously like the responses. And I, I yeah, really just say, hit the button. Your your own dad couldn't take well, the time to type you out no, a message because LinkedIn thing, gave him the shitty, stupid, generic my, ones. My thing is, I tell my dad when I get a new job, I'm like, Dad, you already knew this was happening. Like, why? Like, we've already talked about this. He probably but, gets a kick out of it. That's what I do. I've I've messaged you on linkedin before and ben congrats let's see the, i have you on my thing congrats on your work anniversary november 7th but the best linkedin message i've ever gotten i got a message i don't know how this works and it's, it's from my 80 year old grandma she just messages me on linkedin like dms me i don't know how this works this is january 2022 and her her bio is retired at north or elementary school whatever Hell, she on LinkedIn for it's for people looking for jobs. The best thing about hold on, say the message before I cut you off. This is our conversation. I don't know how this works. I said, L, I don't use LinkedIn much either. I just post my podcast and apply for jobs. She goes, I'll watch your podcast, not in the job market. I'm like, no shit, man. You're not in the job market. And then she goes, uh, 
she, she messages me that was january 28th G- february 15th a whole month later she hits me with lol like she's responding to my message and then two months later she hits me with the congrats on your work anniversary i'm like nana i te- text me i have your number like what why are we what are we doing here and then the opening the opener of i don't know how this works is just yeah. all time well linkedin is great for that reason you said where it just tells everybody all your business and i have a uh, friend that like is looking for a job yeah <laughs> but he doesn't want to update his linkedin because the company he works at pays attention to linkedin <laughs> so he can't like spruce up his linkedin to look for a job because he doesn't want to get like laid off like they'll just be like oh you want to leave see ya bye and he, he yeah. obviously doesn't want to jump ship without a lifeboat um I'm crying. Speaking of online shitty conversations, uh, any good exchanges on the apps, sir? On the oh oh man, is this this is gonna become like a, a podly thing, like Jack's apps? Well, uh, the best, yeah. The uh, what do you do for oh. work? Nobody would ask me. No, no man asks me what I do for work. Or yeah, I, I don't say. want my man knowing what I do for work. I was like, okay, um, let me see. I don't think so. Nothing crazy lately. Um, going through a lot of. My fi- my best thing is on Bumble, uh, you'll just get the message, hey, and then you start the conversation, and then there's no reply. Like, why why are you starting the message? Because, like, obviously, the girl starts the conversation on Bumble. Yeah. Just just unmatch me. <laughs> like, if you're just going to say hey, and then I'm going to start. Like, like, for, like, first, first, first. There's going the- to be a day where somebody says hey to you, and you're going to snap. You're going to be like, <laughs> if I messaged you first and said hey, would you respond to me? No. Why would That's I? That's not even a know. thing. Like, <clears throat> The whole point is you're supposed to start the conversation. I had a message today that's like it was like a prompt thing where like they'll give their answer, but they won't show you the answer until you give your answer. It was like it was fun. It was fun. It was like whatever. <clears throat> but it's the hey, and then I say hi, who are you? Like actually trying to initiate a conversation, and then nothing, and then ghost. I'm like, what? Like why? For what? For what reason are we even doing this? Um, <clears throat> that's my biggest thing lately. That's my my most annoying thing. I have had, I my hinge profiles fire though because I. Well, I have that I like a specific Taylor Swift song, like a niche mm-hmm. one. That's my favorite song. Eat it up. People love it. People love it. And see, but you're it's... attracting the wrong people. Uh, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I'm not putting it there for that reason. I'm putting it there because I enjoy the song. And I yeah, have I another know, one. But, that... like, you're attracting the crazy. It doesn't matter. I've actually had a couple people comment because I do you know Noah Khan is. He's an artist. No. He's like my favorite artist right now. I enjoy his songs. But I have something on there. It's like, obviously, people listen to the podcast know I sang in high school. And so, like, mm. it's it's like something like the prompt is kind of cringe. It's like, what's your crying the car song? And I'm just, I put the song that I enjoy singing the most because it's like technically a sad song. And I'll put it on there. And I've had like three people like, oh, this is sick. But I like, I'm like, I, that's why my point is I like Hinge because it like it gives people something to start oh, a conversation Hinge is the best with. One. Hinge phenomenal. That, that's mm-hmm. where I met Kayla. But, Meanwhile, Tinder is like, hey, I'm like, when, when I get a message, like, and Bumble's sometimes the worst I, of the three. I've had like a little, a little spike in Bumble lately, so I'm, I'm okay with it. But yeah, man, I don't know. Hinge, Hinge is definitely the goat of all the apps, but easily. Yes. W app Hinge, good on them. Anti rat list. Uh, all right, I don't think I have any more rat list today. I think that's all I got. Do you have anything else? No, we gave you a good twenty minutes. That was. Of that was kind of like that might have been the best rattles we've done in a minute 
Dude, we were ready before crying. the show. We were like, we just we just want to talk, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, we gave you a whole hour just to get to the Rattlers for us. Yeah. All right, though, we, we can end there. No more Rattlers. I'll put the Celtics back on the screen for all those listening. Uh, thank you all for out. tuning in. We appreciate you guys very, very much. Um, thank you for a thousand subscribers. I know it's a, been a couple pods. That's still nuts to me that we hit a thousand. Do we have news like, we'd like to share or no? Do we? If you if you have news, what what news? Oh oh uh, I think we wait. I think we wait till it's officially official. You know what I'm saying? No no, we we can leave this in. That's Sam's cut clap. We do have news coming. We well this this can be our teaser. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We do have actually made this far as probably that many of you. So I forgot about this. Yeah yeah, we do have news. Yeah, you forgot about it. Yeah. We okay. do have news coming that we will we will get into very soon. I want I I want to wait till it's like officially official. We can start All right. doing you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. But <clears throat> thank y'all for listening. Subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Join. Mm. I had the number here. One thousand and sixty five others. We hit a thousand like three days ago, and we're like sixty five past that, <clears throat> which is crazy. Um, I just like that when you look at the channel, it says one point oh six k, and it has like the little k instead of the yeah. one subscribers. But Thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate you. Subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Uh, leave us five stars on Apple and Spotify and leave a comment on YouTube. I read the comments every day and I don't delete any of them. <laughs> Sam, wrap it up. Uh, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching you're on the YouTube page, like Jack said, make sure you join over a thousand others. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell just in case any news breaks, like Jalen signing a contract while I'm in the middle of a work day. And we will pump out a new video, so you don't want to miss it. You can follow us on the streaming services as well. Apple, Spotify, we're there. Leave us a nice five-star review. Say some nice nice things, if I could speak. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, also, at How About Them Seas. Sorry to cut you off. We forgot to talk about this in the NBA section. Shout out Bronny James. That shit's terrifying. Oh, it is crazy. I hopefully he recovers. I just I saw that on Twitter when I was yeah. scrolling as you were entering. But that's that's I dude I can't crazy story. Hopefully he's better. Shout out Brownie James. Sorry. Any, anytime the, the the hard stuff happens on the court, it's never good. That's what I'm saying, man. Shout out. Facebook is just the name of the pod. You can like us there. You'll get live streams when we do them. Usually before every game or pregame live. I'm sure we'll do something before the summer ends. Maybe not. Who knows? We haven't really had a reason. Well, that's not true. We did two streams. We did the draft and free agency. And the draft was terrible. Uh, you can follow Jack at Jack's Money NBA on Twitter. You can follow me at Samuel France NBA. It's it for us. Chick Taco, come on. Taco's having some fun here.